Hello and welcome to the Expected Goals podcast from SSG Recruitment Partnerships. My name is Lawrence O'Shea, I'm the Head of Marketing here at SSG. How are you today? Thank you for joining us. I am so pleased to be introducing today's guest. Today's guest is Phoebe of Dot Recruit. Now, Dot Recruit are a business up in Lancashire. They uh, provide uh, services and support to accountancy and finance businesses in that local area, and they launched maybe about two years ago. But Phoebe's been working in recruitment since she was 19, and she's got some fantastic and fascinating insights about what it takes to be a good recruiter. What do you think it takes to be a good recruiter? Drive, ambition, motivations of what kind? Well, we'll hear what Phoebe has to say right now. Before that, I have a favour to ask of you, and that is to complete our survey. So, here at SSG, we want to understand how you are finding things today. How are you finding things right now? How is the market as you feel it right now? And are things looking like they're going to get better? We really want to hear from you. And I'm going to leave a link to our survey in the show notes. So please, if you have a spare two minutes, and I promise you it's not like a inverted commas two minutes, this is genuinely going to take two minutes of your time. And what's more, if you complete this survey, you will be entered into a prize draw of, wait for it, the chance to win a £100 Amazon gift voucher. I know, just think of all of the fidget spinners or whatever you want to buy on Amazon for £100. You could go nuts. Anyway, thank you very much. And now let's hear from Phoebe of Dot Recruit. So... Phoebe, thank you for joining us today. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. What, who are you? What do you do? What, what's your business? All that sort of stuff. Yeah, of course. So uh, Dot Recruit is two years old now. Um, we're a specialist accounts and finance recruitment agency operating solely in Lancashire. Um, we have a couple of areas of the business that will operate slightly outside of Lancashire, but we like to keep it small and local. And they are, we currently have a team of four, including myself. Uh, and my background really is accounts and finance recruitment through and through since I was 19. Uh, so I worked for a company who are now one of my competitors um, for seven years. And there was a lot of changes there. So it was, it was my time really to to leave and go on and do, do something else. I, I've definitely felt ready. Um, so, so yeah, that's that's me work-wise, if you will. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know if you want me to go into all my personal life. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, you don't have to, don't have to yeah, share, share it all. But but a, a little bit, you know, like, what, what do you like to do? You know, what, what's what's your like when you're not, when you're not hitting the phone and doing deals? What, what, what do you like to, you know, what, 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 do, you, what do you do? What, what, what helps you get away from all of that? So my escape really is, so I've got a camper van, um, which you might have seen on LinkedIn. I've posted it a couple of times. So I just love to get away. And where we are in Preston, we're we're so lucky because we've got so many amazing places on our doorstep. We're an hour outside of the Lake District. So that's amazing. Peak District isn't too far away. We've got Yorkshire. Lancashire's 
you know, pretty nice. And then North Wales is probably about an hour and a half. So we're really, really lucky. So in my spare time when I'm not working, I'm usually either planning to go away somewhere and packing the van for the weekend or I'm hiking somewhere or I'm at the beach because obviously Preston, we're near the coast. Um, so when I was younger, I always wanted to get out of Preston. That was my dream, like get out of Preston and, and go somewhere bigger and better. But actually, I've come to love it as I've got older <laughs> because it's not, it's a small enough city, you know, that you don't feel like you're in the rat race. Um, but then, you know, and everything's on your doorstep. So I like to just get out and turn my phone off and just get out in nature, really. Um, yeah. I'm quite simple. <laughs> and I feel as though my personal life and my work life don't really match. It's like I'm a Gemini and this is this is how I sort of see myself as being a Gemini. One one of the twins is a recruitment business owner who's like 100 miles an hour currently like constantly running on adrenaline and then the other twin is this kind of like goes up to the mountains on their own with no phone and just sits there and just chills and loves nature it's like the most bizarre they don't match but I love it's like it. yin and yang right yeah best of both worlds really exactly no I, I can totally identify to that I think I think I think if you're going to do something I mean not everybody's the same but 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 certainly for me if, if I'm going to do stuff outside of work it's 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 different you know it's got to be that change of pace because otherwise like for me it's like a change a change is the rest yeah you know it, it's that kind of shifting gear yeah and I think that's that's like yeah that's, that's everything I totally get that yeah. um so you, yeah. you started recruiting when you were you were 19 yeah what what was it that sort of drove you to recruitment so I never wanted to go to uni. I, I was, um, I did pretty well in school and college and, you know, my, my grandparents had quite high expectations of me and um, really wanted me to go to uni because they never did. And out of all of my cousins, I was going to be the one that would go. Um, so they were really disappointed when I said that I just don't, I want to work. I've I worked since I was like four, 14 probably shouldn't really say that because you know oh we all we all did we all did <laughs> and I worked since I was 14 and you know at one point I think when I was 18 I had four different jobs on the go at once I just loved working um I hated exams and studying and for me I know obviously each to their own but for me I couldn't see the point because I wasn't learning anything that was real life I did law English lit psychology and sociology and it all just kind of felt like, what am I studying for? What, where, how is this going to help me in the real world? Um, some things, you know, were quite interesting, but um, I def definitely didn't know what I wanted to do. So I thought, I'll take a year out. I won't say no to uni, definitely, just to keep my grandparents happy. I'll take a year out. I'll work, figure out if I know what I want to do. And if not, then I might consider it. So I fell into a telesales job in a call centre and um, there were six of us on my team. And believe it or not, I was one of the people that would call up and ask if you wanted to reclaim back your PPI. Oh, were you? One of them, yeah. Oh, we, we've probably <laughs> spoken before. <laughs> it was back in, when was that? 2011, 2012. So you weren't really perceived as, as much of a nuisance as it became over mm. the years. Um, but that industry... It had, a, it had a time limit on it because there was only a certain amount of time that industry was going to last. So nine months after I'd started in that job, the whole sales team was made redundant. So I was like, well, great. 
it wasn't probably what I was going to do forever, but it was income and it was more money than I'd ever been earning in my life. And, um, and I was good at it. I really enjoyed speaking to people. And, you know, these people, a lot of them had, we were talking about the credit cards and the loans. And a lot of them told me about the personal situations and my heart went out to them and we'd just talk rubbish on the phone. Um, and it just kind of like cheered me up and cheered them up. And it was great. So when I was made redundant, the pressure was on there. like, right, you've got to figure it out. And so I started researching, you know, what are the most rewarding sales jobs? Not just financially, you know, but also where, where am I going to get that real sense of satisfaction that I'm helping people and I'm doing something for the greater good? And I stumbled across recruitment. So from then on, that was my mission. I was getting into recruitment. I wasn't looking at anything else. I applied for every single recruitment consultant job there was. Uh, and I had a few interviews um, with IT recruitment agencies. Mm-hmm. And they probably were looking for somebody well, not 19, not a 19 year old, basically, maybe somebody with a little bit more life experience. And just as I was about to give up on the whole recruitment consultant search, I got a phone call out of the blue from one of the managers at RK, where I, used, where I worked for seven years. And she said, we've got somebody going on maternity leave for six months. We've got a six month contract. And I thought, yeah, great. I'll get some experience. Then they'll all want me. Um, so I went and got this experience for six months and six seven years later I was still there so (laughs) no one ever questioned that I wasn't supposed to be there and obviously I was billing and doing a good job so they were quite happy you know for me to carry on and I climbed the ladder um so that's you know I wasn't I I didn't fall into recruitment like a lot of people did and Mm. I wanted it um and you know it still didn't go down well with the grandparents but they finally got their head around it now that I've got my own business (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> was, was that was that a big thing I mean you know it's, it's a big thing for for everybody um but was kind of was was that kind of always sort of a thought in your head that maybe do you know what I I might want to do this go by myself go go on my own yeah well I'm from I'm from a family where I was the only person that actually worked for a company not myself so it was as though and I knew that one day I would want to do what they, like both my parents and all of my grandparents, you know, they, they were self-employed and they had their own businesses. So it, it was the route I wanted to go down because I'd seen how successful, but that's what, that's what defines success to me. Um, I mean, they weren't, you know, mega rich or anything. It wasn't about that. It was the freedom. And that's, that's what I took from it. And when I was working with my last employer, the contracted hours were half eight till six but the amount of times I'd still be there at eight o'clock at night. And I think, you know, this is my time that I'm never ever, obviously I'm gaining the experience and I'm building the relationships and I'm earning, that's fine. But this is time that I'm putting into someone else's business. And I could be investing that time, that exact same time, but making something for myself instead. So it was always going to be my, my plan long-term was to own my own business, whether that be in recruitment or in something else. Um, I was potentially at one point going to consider joining the family business and then thought better of it. <laughs> um, so, Too complicated. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how I, how I'd, my sister works with my dad um, and they're, you know, they co-own a business and I'm so glad now on hindsight that I didn't get involved because, you know, it's just, it's messy, you know, the, the gray and, and they're so close. That's lovely. 
but you've got to be so careful and you've got to tread carefully on a lot of things and ultimately family always comes first um so it is it's tough and I'm glad I don't have the added pressure of that on top of everything else it's true and 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 we spoke a little bit about kind of being able to get away from work mm. and I can imagine that being a little bit more difficult if your time away from work when you're spending time with your family is kind of with the same people that you deal with about you know it, yeah. it must be hard to get away from business chat over Sunday roast yeah you know what I, mean? I see it all the time and we have a rule in place now that <laughs> outside of working hours we do not he- we don't we do not hear about work you know they're talking about oh did you send that email to that customer and I'm like no we're not having this you know like <laughs> this is family time it's not work time it's very hard to draw that line because it's all important um, yeah. So that is difficult, but you know they love it, and I love what I do. So everyone's happy, and that's all that matters. Yeah, that absolutely, absolutely. I mean, that's if you're going to have an end goal, that might as well be it, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I mean, you, you kind of mentioned kind of the the that kind of the the, the motivator of, of kind of freedom, and 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 kind of obviously as well having seen how it worked for for other family members. Was there any kind of, were there any other drives that kind of pushed you towards kind of uh, to, to starting up on your own or, or were those really the kind of the key ones? It was definitely the freedom, but then they'd all done it and I wanted to prove to myself that I could do it too because I really looked up to them and, you know, I still do. And I think I wanted to know if I had it in me as well um, to do the same thing. I think... A lot of people will assume that I did it for the money. Um, I wouldn't say I'm particularly money motivated. I, I'll never be the sort of person striving to be a multi multimillionaire. You know, I, I'm not. I want to be comfortable and I want the freedom. Um, but I'm not. Even when I was at RK, I wasn't motivated by my commission. I was more motivated by being the best and being top biller, not for the money, but more because that would indicate to me that I'm, I'm successful there and I'm, I'm good at what I do and I've got the, I've got what it takes. Um, and that I've, and that in doing that, I've helped however many hundreds of people, you know, on their career path as well. And for me, I, I don't know if you've, I don't know how much you know about Dot Recruit, but our whole ethos and what I look for when I'm recruiting into our team is just, it's all about doing the right thing by people. I'm so sick to death of hearing stories about, you know recruiters just looking you know looking after themselves and it's not about the recruiter at all it should never be about the recruiter it's about the client it's about the candidate and making the right match doing the right thing by by everybody it's not about the recruiter at all so is is that something you know is that a kind of a what 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 do you think a lot of these recruiters are getting wrong because because you do see it a lot that you know recruitment gets such a hard time and it's not just on LinkedIn it's just in kind of general discourse as well and it it seems to be more the exception rather than the rule Mm -hmm. that somebody deals with somebody who they feel cares and who is invested so you know what where where do you think it all goes wrong And, and 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 what can people do to sort of get away from all of that? I think they're looking, you know, the, a lot of people think, and I, and I get it all the time when people ask, not, not clients, but people outside of 
the business, ask me what I do, and I say recruitment, and they're like, oh, but it's like the Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> and I'm, the amount of times I've heard that, and I'm like, it shouldn't be, you know, but a lot of places, yeah, that that's what they that's what they look for. They look for that hunger and they look for that drive and they look for somebody that, you know, will sell their own granny for a fee. And, mm. and that's just, that's where they're going wrong. You know, the, I, I think it's just the whole mindset that it's a money-making, it's a money-maker. Yeah. The, yeah. There is a lot of money in it. I don't know. Part of me, I, I, this is something that I, that I thought about a lot when I was hiring my staff, because I thought, I'm telling them that it's not, you know, I'm wanting people that it's not about the money and it's more about doing the right thing by people and the service. Yeah, I'm offering commission. So how does that work? You know, I'm, mm-hmm. that doesn't, they don't work side by side. Obviously, we've still got a commission structure in place because, you know, I, I, for me, it's our business. It's not my business. The money that we're billing, the money in that part, is it for me to just go off and spend on a new van or, you know, some new camping gear or whatever it's, it's ours. So I, I wanted it to fit. Cause I, I don't pay myself more than I pay the rest of my team. You know, we're all equals. We all in the same, we all in commission. And so if there is something a little bit more, you know, so for example, one of my um, team are looking to buy a house, she's saving for a deposit and she's, you know, that's something that she's dead excited about. And I'm so pleased at this business and her doing the right thing by people will then enable her to do these amazing things in her own life yeah it's more like a karma thing in a weird way yeah. like you know you've you've worked very hard and you've got this um you know they're all so amazing and they get they just get it they get that it's about and the amount of times they could have made a placement but they won't do it because it wouldn't be right for that person and I'm more than happy with that whereas I've had managers in the past that would have come down on me so hard if they'd known. I, I mean, I did it a lot where I'd be like, oh, I'm not, I'm not doing it. I'm not putting that person forward. And then I'll, I'd make some up like, oh, they, they found something else. No, no, they're still sat there. You know, they still want a job. We've talked about this and it's not right. I'm not going to try and persuade and force somebody into something that's not right. And that's how we were trained, you know, um, as, as a lot of recruitment consultants have changed. You never take no for an answer. Mm. And that's another thing I think where, it's it's backwards you know it needs it massively needs addressing and I'm just hoping and and it's ridiculous how many people say oh it's you know it's so nice I didn't know that recruiters like you existed I know it's so nice to have someone that actually cares and I think this shouldn't be happening this we should not be having this conversation but I think just little by little you know hopefully I think the 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 way the old way will die out because clients will start to realize that there are people that actually care and actually earn their fee and you know do all the things that they're supposed to do and say that they're going to do and do it properly rather than someone who will send a cv without even having spoken to you know that candidate and then just get a get a placement and on to the next one don't even check in with them and on to the next one they'll soon realize that you know the the money's better spent elsewhere and I'm, i'm just hoping that you know the the others will die out <laughs> I don't know how else it's gonna ever get addressed no I I mean I think I think you're right I mean I think you know things things sometimes things need to get bad before they get better yeah yeah um and I think I think we've seen that just in 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 terms of you know that there has been a bit of a, a, a you can call it whatever I mean you know call it a culture problem um call it a reputation issue whatever um within recruitment and the only 
I mean, you, you know, yeah, you can you can try and get a journalist to write something nice, but really the only change that, that's ever going to happen is, is going to be from within. Yeah. And the way society and the market works is people will buy what they consider to be the best value and what you're doing um along with along with many other good shining lights of of, of positive recruitment it is kind of it is demonstrating that and showing that there is this this other way yeah a better way of doing things um so w- would you say like you're you're kind of that that approach i mean whether it should be your kind of uh usp your kind of unique selling point or not aside do you think that that's what you're kind of like that's what you want dot recruit to be known for yeah absolutely um and and i think we already like i'd like to think that we already are with you know the one of the things that we we absolutely love is when a client or a candidate leaves us a review and and the all the five-star reviews are kind of like adding up and it's so lovely to see like we get more of a buzz out of that than we do commission all of us yeah. do uh, and Sophia she works on our accountancy practice market which is a slightly different sector to the industry clients that we that the rest of us have and her accountancy practice clients have been referred I think she's had five refer she's been able to refer five industry vacancies to myself and Claudia in the past two months just off the back of the service that she's provided her practice clients and then they're they're sort of passing that on toward their clients and saying you want to work with this agency so we're we work in a small market we work in Lancashire and Lancashire is a small place word gets around and it is doing so I'd like to think you know that we are already on the way to being known for that but absolutely that that's what I want us to be known for that's that's great I mean I, 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 yeah, I think I think it's probably fair to say, and, and anyone that that's seen you on LinkedIn will will be getting, will have already got that vibe, got that impression. So even people that haven't even di- directly dealt with you will will already kind of have a feel, probably. But if you haven't, I'd encourage anyone to do so. <laughs> um, just because um, this this is, I, I can't remember if I was involved or not. <laughs> to be honest but i i absolutely love dot recruit and the name and the brand i just i think it's it's fantastic do, do you want to like how, how did the, how did that come about the funny one i've, I've never really known whether to te- whether to tell people the the reason behind the name of dot recruit because it always sounds a little bit a bit soppy but i'll tell i will tell you know i'm happy. go on go on yeah um, my grandparents and obviously I've mentioned them already here but my grandparents are absolutely incredible and my granny who I'm really really close to she's 82 now and she was brought up in Liverpool in World War II and obviously Liverpool was really really heavily bombed and when she was two years old her house was bombed but the bomb didn't actually go off so and they were in the shelter down the road so they were really really lucky and there's a photograph of her sat on this bomb. They didn't, they didn't know that it was so dangerous. <laughs> there's even a photo of her sat on this bomb. And she was telling me this story just, be- just before I decided I was going to set up that recruit. And she was telling me this story about how she survived that 
but she's always wondered why, what was she supposed to do with her life? Because she then married my granddad who was in the army and, you know, um, they traveled and had five kids and she was just a housewife. And she's like, I never achieved anything. There were, you know, so many people who lost their entire families and these people had so much potential and amazing lives ahead of them. What did I actually achieve? And I sort of said, well, you never know. One of your great, great grandchildren might cure cancer. You never know what you meant, you know, but you did, you were here for a reason. Mm. And so I just thought she was a bit down about it when she was telling me and she's, you know, sort of saying that there's nothing special about her life. So I thought, well, as a little bit of a nod to her, I'll call the, she's called Dorothy. So I thought I'll call the business.recruit. And it kind of just clicked when I said it. I thought that's the business name. I just know it. Um, And I told her afterwards, I said, call the business.recruit. And she was like, she didn't get it. I was like, it's you, it's after you. She's like, all right. I don't know what she was looking for, but I think she got used to it. And I think she was a bit kind of like taken aback and was like, oh, right. Wow. Yeah. You wanted to do that. So, uh, yeah, so that's why, that's why. I love that. I love that. Cause I mean, I, I, I obviously I had no idea about it. I kind of thought, Dr. Creed, you know, because it, it sounds kind of, it sounds very kind of present and current and, and you know, it, it's almost kind of like, um, almost a kind of a techie name. Yeah. And now you've, you've said that, I've got this like whole new dimension to it. <laughs> but that's great because, I mean, you know, you've spoken about the importance of family and, and the kind of the motivations about kind of wanting to just do a good job yeah to, to put something good out there and oh that's that's amazing I love just yeah I think have that meaning and another one of my drivers is just making myself proud I've got this horrible fear of unfulfilled potential in anybody in my team I say it all the time like I just want to make sure everyone is reaching their full potential and that we're accommodating that as well and I think it's I don't know. I've just got this thing that I want to make sure I can look back on my life and be proud of everything that I've achieved and that my family will be proud as well. So I think that's kind of what keeps me in line with all this that I want to achieve and the, you know, the the ethos of doing the right thing by everybody. I think that's ingrained in us all anyway, but it's so that we can look back and we'll never have a shadow of a doubt that, you know, we've we've ever done anything other than doing the right thing. So yeah, it's it's the whole thing of just want to be, proud of ourselves and what we've achieved and what we've accomplished no that's brilliant I mean you spoke about your team so you know you started the business two years ago yeah uh, and how big's your team now so there's three of them including me there's four yeah. so Sophia joined us um it was funny actually I met her at a networking event when Dot Recruit was only four months old and she was working for one of the local colleges really obviously stable job government funded she you know like she sent me an email afterwards and said I really enjoyed meeting you um when you're ready to expand your business I want to be on board I couldn't understand why she'd want to leave this really stable job to join a startup and someone that I was kind of had no idea what what I was doing you know I was just kind of like taking each day as it comes so I thought okay and then COVID hit so that delay she was supposed to start in the April uh we set up in the July and she was supposed to start the following April we had to push our start date back to July because I was worried about, you know, what's going to happen with COVID. And um, luckily I hadn't spent any money out of the business in that first sort of like nine months. So 
we had a nice little cushion to look, you know, to sit back on. So she started in the July. So when we were one years, one year old, and then we heard about the government kickstart scheme. So we thought, right, you know, I think this is something we could really take advantage of. So coming up to the, our second year, we took Claudia on in May. She's not via the kickstart scheme, actually. She contacted us out of the blue. She found us on LinkedIn and she was going on to do a master's um, at uni. She just graduated and she wanted to do a master's in HR and she wanted something, some kind of like work experience over the summer. So we said like, yeah, sure, come in. You can do some of our admin stuff. And on day three, she asked if she could have a word and she's like, if I didn't go and do my master's, could I stay here like permanently? I was like, you sure that's what you want to do <laughs> yeah yeah I want to work I was like right yeah yeah stay <laughs> so she's here and she's full-time now she's in a recruitment consultant role and she's absolutely smashing it she's just I've, I'm starting to realize now the perfect formula for what you know for what I think recruitment consultant is um, and then we took Josh on in um he's been here about a month now so as Claudia moved into her recruitment consultant role Josh moved into the admin role and he's doing a bit of resourcing as well and then we'll probably, we've moved offices as well. So we're probably going to wait until the new year before we do anything else because it's been change after change after change. We're just ready just to, I feel like I'm ready to just do my job <laughs> and just recruit um, yeah. without all the other things going on as well. So just a bit of a steady period. That's amazing though. I mean, because, you know, COVID was obviously, well, there's no other word for it, but COVID. Everyone knows what you mean. Yeah. It's just... It was COVID, um, but that, that that's amazing. Like that's to, to kind of have the growth. But I suppose what you said there about kind of leaving that money in the business really helped. You know that that was that was such a wise decision. I should be doing it, and I didn't know yeah. why. But I just thought I've better not touch this just in case. Yeah. And there we go. It was wow. a good idea. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And I, I mean, it's something that, you know, you know, being kind of partners is, is something we always encourage. But, it, you know, sometimes it's it's easier said than done. And and sometimes when you've got that money just like over there, you, it's so difficult not to kind of get your little your little mitts on it. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I just want to finally just touch on on one thing, um, because you mentioned there the perfect you, you you'll get into grips with what you consider for you and so you know everybody's different but for you and for dot recruit what what the perfect fit the perfect formula for you is when you're when you're looking for for a new member of the team maybe maybe at the beginning of next year what, what where are you going to look what what sort of experience are you looking for any experience what you know what what's the formula so Obviously, I've only got the three that I've got to go off, but common themes and, and given the ones that I've recruitment consultants I've worked with in the past as well, the best recruiters that I've come across, they all have something in common and they're all the kind of people who, you know, the goody two shoes in school, the mm -hmm. one that usually, I don't know, gets the good grades and actually revises and listens in class and like Claudia, she was head girl. Um, <laughs> they're both very much um and I don't know what what drives them to be like that because I think there'll be some there'll be a reason that they are like that but whatever that is 
it they've got this thing that they, they want to get it right and they'll do whatever it takes they'll do they'll kind of like study they so before Sophia joined, she listened to a load of um, podcasts by, I don't know if you know Hisha Mazouz. Yeah. Yeah. So um, she wanted to know everything about being a recruitment consultant before she joined so that she could try and hit the ground running and she wanted to make a first placement in the first month. And I was like, you're like some super geek. Why are you doing this? You, you know, you've got your life that you need to live. Why are you listening to recruitment podcasts? <laughs> When you're not even in recruitment yet. And I thought, God, I would have never done that. Um, and then with Claudia, and, and they both approached me. They both kind of were very proactive and um, they very much have, they have it all together. Do you know what I mean? They know exactly what they want to achieve. Um, they're focused. They're really focused. And um, it, I would say, obviously, that does translate to ambition. They are ambitious. But it's more a case of they're not necessarily wanting to climb the ladder and be director, not that kind of ambitious. It's more that they've got an opportunity with Dot Recruit, with it being a small business, to really make a name for the business and to really push the brand out there and to have and for people to know what that brand represents and what it means. And they're so focused on saying being able to call someone up and saying it's Claudia from Dot Recruit and they already know they already know who that person is and that they're a really good recruiter and it's that focus um obviously some people have it and they didn't get good grades in school and they didn't but th that's what I'm finding there was a, there was someone in particular I worked with when I was at RK and she was the same you know first class degree like real kind of like um it's, it's not that it's you know just a a good solid like studier and someone that you know, really focuses on getting it, doing it well. And she was the same. She was, she was always the closest contender for highest biller. We were always like this for highest biller. Um, so I'm starting to find in for me that that's the, that's the common theme. And I'm not saying that obviously we wouldn't recruit people that don't have good grades and stuff because it's school, isn't it? Like sometimes you get, I got that a bit later in life. I didn't care about school or college and I got the focus in other areas. But what I'm finding is if they're that kind of person and they get good grades, usually that translates pretty well. Yeah. That's what I'm finding. And I don't know why. And for someone that hates education, <laughs> I kind of like made myself laugh when I think about this. I thought, God, I would have never thought that. But yeah. Do you think, do you think there's a sort of a, it's, it's almost one's sort of internal drive. You, you kind of mentioned it for yourself earlier, that, that internal drive to, realize and to fulfill one's potential yeah yeah they don't that's, want to that's it. what it is yeah. you know it, it's wanting to not be the best for you know financial gain or, or for this or for that it, it's it's just genuinely just wanting to be the best version of yourself yeah exactly and obviously they need to have other things like people skills and be able to talk on the it phone helps. they've got they've got the other you know the other bits that would make them you know the right personality yes recruitment that's the other thing for me that it's only just started to click now because i've seen it happen three times now with mm. the they they are two of the best recruiters i've ever worked with so i feel like oh my God, whoever comes in next, the bar's up here. Uh, so I feel for them, but I'm sure we'll get it right. Um, you know, and obviously they'll be very well supported and they'll have a great team to, you know, as mentors, so. Absolutely, of, of that, I, I, there can be no doubt. Yeah. There can oh. be no doubt. <laughs> um, <laughs> just um, 
just lastly, if people want to find you, mm-hmm. I can obviously search for you on LinkedIn and all of that sort of stuff. But t- tell everyone where, where where we can find a bit more about Dot Recruit and, and what you're about. Yeah, so um, obviously type us into Google because we've got our our company profile page there, which we update with. It's got all of our reviews. It's got all of our photos on there. You'll have a link to our website, our phone numbers, our um, email addresses. You can just get to us directly there. We've also got our own podcast as well, but it, it's um, it's more tailored to our accounts and finance candidates and clients, really. But if anyone wants to have a listen, just hear us talking absolute rubbish. <laughs> I, think that, I think that's a very good idea, particularly, you know, it, it's, if, if you recruit in that area as well, you know, it's you've got to immerse yourself and, and kind of really just sort of try and appreciate every angle mm. of, of, of what you're dealing with just so you can get a proper grasp on it so uh, what's your podcast called called and where can people find it uh, joining the dots obviously <laughs> and um it's on apple playlist apple podcasts spotify podcasts and google podcasts the usual places the usual places. Actually, we're having a little bit of trouble with Apple at the moment, um, but it should be back on there by the time that this is sort of out anyway. But if it's not, then you can find us on the other two. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Phoebe. That's just, it's been absolutely a pleasure to kind of hear about it. I'm still sort of overwhelmed by your dot recruit story. That was just, <laughs> that's just so good. So Maybe cool. I should share it then. I've been, I've been oming and ahhing. You know, the, the people on LinkedIn that go, this isn't Facebook. Oh. Oh, do they want to know about my granny when she was two? <laughs> but yeah. actually, maybe, maybe I should. Well, you know what? I, I, I think it's, it's great. And whether you, whether you want to keep that for yourself because it's special or, or share it because it's a great story, whatever you choose to do will be will be the right decision um, <laughs> <laughs> but no thank, thanks very much so just then you were hearing a conversation between phoebe of dot recruits and me and uh, i'm sure you found it as enjoyable and fascinating and insightful as i did I particularly enjoyed uh, Phoebe telling us about why Dot Recruit is called Dot Recruit, an amazing story whose grandmother sat on top of a World War II uh, bomb. Uh, I don't know, but it's amazing. Um, So thank you very much for listening. If you want to find out more about Phoebe, you can find her on LinkedIn and you can find her business at dotrecruit.co.uk. That's D-O-T Recruit. .co.uk. Please check her out and uh, and enjoy what she's putting out there on LinkedIn. It's absolutely fantastic. And I'm sure you will get the same vibe from those posts as you surely got in that conversation. Thanks so much for joining us today. As I always say, really, this doesn't exist without you. So I encourage you again and again, please, let us know what you want, what you need to succeed, because then we will deliver on that. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already. And I will see you again, or at least talk to you next week. Have a great one. And I'll talk to you then. Bye bye.